All right. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining Paul and I for another episode of Wrecked. We are Wrecked. We are working on the sound system to make sure that we sound okay. Um, since the last time we we talked, Paul, um, we dropped our first two episodes. This is number... Talk to me. Where are we at? I'm blanking out. This is number four today. We dropped number two. Um, <laughs> dropped, number two. dropped the first and second um, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't jump on We that did. One. We, we did. did drop those. Um, and we're viral, um, which means we have more than one listener out there. That's that's my definition of viral. That's accurate, right? I believe that is accurate. More than one. <laughs> um, but I think, so anyway, we, we, we dropped our first couple episodes and we shared it out to the world, mo- mo- mostly family and friends. Um and that was a vulnerable experience, to say the least. It's one thing to record these things. It's another thing to have people listen to uh, what we have to say. So I don't know about you, but it was a, kind of an awkward experience once we pushed that out. What was your, uh, what was your feelings when, when you started getting feedback from family and friends? Very uncomfortable yeah. and vulnerable is the word people kept using and uh, exposed. I'm a pretty private person. And then uh, now I'm all out there and it's, it's uncomfortable, but the feedback has at least balanced that out. If not, uh, help wash it away. It's uh I think people are refreshed by our honesty, our in, our willingness to cut another layer off and be exposed at the risk of whatever. I mean, right. there's really no... Right, yeah. And like you mentioned right before we sat down, why, you know, why do I get so worked up about this? I don't know, and I'm not, it's just, uh, yeah. here we go, episode, Well, first and foremost, I wouldn't want to do with anybody else, appreciate you sitting down for just another another episode of, of this wrecked podcast. That and we, that's all it is. That we put it together um, about life and death and grief and loss and all those types of things. Um, you know, when we started doing this uh, a few months ago, you know, primarily it was about you and I, just kind of the the conversations that we've had and the, the value we get in having those conversations. And then, you know, as a second layer, we thought, well, maybe there's people out there. Well, we know there's people out there also going through grief. Um, you know, maybe even to the extent that we are with a loss of a child and hopefully this would be helpful for them. I think what I was maybe most surprised about in the last week or so since we did make our, those episodes available were was the feedback that I received from people that are not in that category that know us or maybe don't know us very well, but as they kind of described it, it was very valuable for them to have a, a glimpse into the, the, the minds and the hearts of, of you and I that are going through this, you know, 
obviously you 20 years earlier than me going through a loss of a child and having some real honest conversations it, it has really been valuable for them to kind of feel like they're kind of have some insight of what it feels like and maybe to better relate to you and I and, and others that are going through loss. Well put. Agreed. And I've mentioned the ripple effect that comes from our courage to say words and then and then step away. You know, I don't, it's out of my control after that. What are these words going to mean to someone? I have no idea. And it's difficult for me to keep my expectations out. And like you talked about, now we have a whole bunch of listeners. So it's like, how do you get that out of your mind and just keep us keep doing this instead of... Right. Yeah. It's, it changes things now that, I don't know, that the spotlight is really on. And yeah, I got to plow through that and make sure that this stays what it is intended to be, which is what you say on the opening, just a couple of dudes who lost a kid way too early. Yep, absolutely. So, ripple on, my friend. Yeah. Uh, we were talking, you know, big news, I guess, tragedy. Um, I feel like there's been a lot, and I don't know if it's just because I'm paying attention to it more, but but we can't ignore the, the recent tragedy in, at, up at Moscow and the U, U of I. Um, I know that's been, you know, as a as a vandal yourself, that's been, I'm I'm sure, heavy on your hearts. But not just because you're a vandal, but you know, that's that's, you know, th- those are three, three or four kids. Um, and I say kids; they're twenty, twenty-one year old um, kids that are no longer on this earth, and uh, which means parents that were recently notified that their kids um, that they sent off to college, you know, in the last year or so um they just got that news of the death of their their child you know they're they're everything and they're going through the unthinkable and and what you and i know too well so obviously that's been you know on my mind and and hearts as as many other people because we know people that know people and all those types of things so um i don't know what are your what are your thoughts on on that and in, in kind of where, where does that bring you? Especially, you know, you have a son that's up at U of I. I don't know if he's still up there, if he traveled home yet. Um, but uh, how's that been on in, in your household in this last week? So that has been uh, super heavy in our house since we heard that. And it does hit real close to home. And I noticed the same thing that you notice, I guess. It seems like there's more tragedy just happening right now. And I am questioning the same thing. Is it because I'm so aware or more in tune or this or that? Or is it just, uh, man, it seems like there's a lot of accidents recently. So, uh, yeah, but it hit, hit deep. And the same thing, the first thing I did was think about eight minimal parents getting that news that we talked about in one of our episodes and how 
unimaginable that phone call is or that visit. And, uh, but times that because I have a son up there, a couple minutes from the scene. I grew up there. I know how the city kind of vibes. And I also spent five years at the university, you know, making poor decisions. And uh, so, yeah, it, uh, it hit hard. And uh, Jace is on the move tomorrow. He's coming home. And he said, uh, don't worry about me, Mom. I got my shark tooth. So he wears his shark tooth around his neck. <laughs> and uh, typical Jay, man, he's uh, making light and uh, assuring his mom that we don't need to worry. And uh, that's what she's leaning on me to do today. You know, I got to... We have to just trust trust this is a really odd situation and we'll all be together as a family tomorrow and as the weirdest a con or uh yeah i guess the weirdest the subject will be the conversation will be comfortable tomorrow when we all sit down and talk about how he feels you know he's up there he's there right and uh yeah that's a very small community it um, is you know, in a close, close knit, you know, university. And, and that's a unbelievable um, loss for, for that community. And, and as well as kind of our greater Idaho community, just right. Crime doesn't, yeah. you don't usually drop your kid off at the up there and worry about that kind of stuff. You worry about other stuff. <laughs> Granted, right. it's got other reputations, but not, uh, not that. So that'll be good to, uh, when we find out more about yeah. the the whole thing, well, my heart goes out, goes out to that to that family and Same. are those families and and everybody else that's the family friends. You know, that's huge ripple effect when you talk about four four people like that all lost at once. It's you know, family, friends, acquaintances, um, classmates. I mean, it, it goes on and on. There's a lot of lot of loss happening up there in grief and uh, devastation that, that, that comes with all that. And it's just, uh, just, yeah, awful, awful news. Um, yeah, like you said, I think there's been, seemed like way, way too much of that. But uh, like I said, I don't know if it's just because I'm paying attention to it more or not, but it seems like there's a lot. Um, one of the things that, that's kind of been, on my mind recently um, is, and let me maybe start with the story uh, first. So as you know, one of the things that I love to do is um, when, after my, my mom uh, passed away in 2012, you know, it was on a Sunday night. I thought about calling her. She didn't die on a Sunday night, but on a Sunday night I thought about calling her and, uh, and I didn't. And, and I was like, well, I need to give her a call. And, and I put it, put it off. And, and sometime during that week, um, she had her car accident was, was killed. And, and since that moment, um, as I've told you several times, I've tried to really make it a point that when I think of somebody, I call them and, or text them and I'm not great at it or perfect at it, but I, I really make an effort to, to kind of do that, those extra steps. So I recently called it, called somebody that I hadn't talked to for probably three years. And, um, you know, this person lives, lives in, in the same Valley that we do. And, and, uh, I know, 
I'm sure assume knows about my, my son's accident last, you know, three or four months ago and, um, actually been five months now. Um, so I called this person out of the blue, just checked on him and how you doing? I haven't talked to you for a while. And, and, uh, you know, in, in talking that kind of opened the door for this person to say, you know, I have been thinking about you and your family so much with your son's loss, but I've been afraid to call you. I've been afraid to, to talk to you or to, 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 because I don't know what to say. And, um, and I even heard that from my niece, um, Shaylee, who's, you know, maybe listening out there. And, and, you know, when she came and, and visited us right after the death, she says, you know, and even though we have a really close relationship and, you know, before they, they came over to our house, she said she was so anxious and nervous because she didn't know what to say. Um, and I think that's really common. Like people just don't know what to say and they're afraid of saying too much or too little or, or, and sometimes like, like the first person I described, they'll just kind of paralysis by analysis. They just won't say anything. Right. They won't Nothing. call they won't make that phone call or whatever. Right. So I thought maybe we'd kind of toss that out and, and, and talk a little bit about what do you say? What, what can be said or what are the right things to say to someone, these families that were just, you know, devastated in the recent accident. What's one to say to, to a family like that, you know, to a dad or to a mom? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that it's uh, completely okay to not say anything and just show up, just be there. Um, if it makes you feel better, offer to do something and then... They'll say, oh, no, 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 but try to, and then try to do something. Try to, like you say, put some action in. Just go do something. And, uh, you know, keep moving. I don't think, uh, less is more for me. I got to keep my mouth limited. So. Uh, on, on, on you saying something to someone else or stuff. someone. No, me, okay. I got to keep my mouth shut. My weapon has to be kept on safety. <laughs> and I finally know that. So. Why is that? Why do you think that? Because your humor. Is yes, that my humor has gotten me in trouble and my honesty gets me in trouble and my face outruns my words. And uh, it took a lot of practice and uh, gives me a lot of grief. But I finally know the power of keeping it limited. I almost always regret when I say something. I nearly ever, hardly ever regret when I don't say something. <laughs> well, I guess just playing it safe, though. Right, playing it safe. And uh, years in the classroom, and man, I said some inappropriate things. But uh, they're funny now. They were funny then, but a uh, different kind of funny in our uh, the classroom. Right. But digressing there a little bit, I was thinking of a... Maybe there was a guy that uh, a lot of our listeners will know, uh, Joel Malay. He's a professional golfer, hangs out in Weezer, just a goofy guy. And uh, he's he grew up, or he was in Jody's life in Weezer because she was raised in Weezer. 
and he was in our house, and I was in the bathroom, right? I just needed a, to get away because it's all these people trying to, same thing. What are they going to, you know, they're all tense because they don't know what to say. This is, this is after, after Sarah's, Sarah's accident. accident. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden the door opens, <laughs> the bathroom door opens, and there's Joe Malay, and he's handing me this little, uh, one of those little Kleenex thingies, the little to-go packs. Right, yeah. And he was just so happy to, here, I got these. And he had a, like a six-pack, and he was handing me one. And as you were, and he shuts the door. <laughs> and uh, he just kept being himself. And I, in hindsight, and probably then, too, it, it made me, I'm certain I laughed in the bathroom right then. <laughs> and uh, it, when people don't just destroy what they are or who they are and just be themselves and, uh, you know, limit, I guess, limit your humor if you have to. But uh, I really admire what he offered to our house by just being Joe. Yeah. Nothing needed to be said. And uh, he was hurting. He was crying, but he didn't stop being himself ever once. And I got that feeling from a couple other people out in the community, but minus those, it's a super lonely feeling because, I don't know, I threw up a huge wall and kind of didn't matter what you were saying to me, but now that I say it to you, maybe less was more for you to say to me also. <laughs> <laughs> But permission to not say anything. Like when I showed up at your house, I mean, I was like, God, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And I started telling you shit because you were asking me stuff. And I started answering. I had all these beautiful, elaborate answers instead of just sitting there because what do you remember? I remember that you were there. Right. Do you remember all my wisdom? Of course. No, <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't. But, but you remember that we were sitting there and we were sitting nowhere else, but right there in the bucket and life and time and everything. It was like frozen for eternity in. But you're a hundred percent right on the, you were there. I think that's, that's, you know, 98% it is being there. And, and a big part of what you just said, I think, is so true, is being yourself and not trying to overthink it or underthink it. It's just just be you, and that's that's it. And you don't sometimes you don't have to say anything. If you don't have anything to say, don't say it. Right. Good and, advice from our mothers <laughs> years ago. And if you feel like you have something to share or say it, um, I guess that's okay too. But don't feel like you have to say anything. But I think being being yourself is 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 right on the money. And we actually talked um, with my my therapist. Um, gosh, I bring him a lot up a lot, but um, that's good. Must good, be doing good, you good. Good stuff. But we were just talking about this recently, and I was sharing an example and. I, kind of alluded to it maybe in a recent conversation that you and I had with uh, what I'd say is kind of, I, I wouldn't, I don't want to categorize as the best, but a real meaningful conversation I had with a former classmate of mine from high school, mm -hmm. Polly, Polly, if you're listening, thank you. But she's a former classmate of mine um, 
that I haven't seen probably in 30 years. Right. But, you know, in, in the wake of Braden's accident, she reached out, you know, and like many people and just offered condolences. And then about a month or two, probably about a month afterwards, she happened to be in Boise, her and her husband were coming for, to a, to a concert. And, um, she followed it up with, you know, an invite to go grab a beer and, and catch up and things like that. And I was in town, so we caught up and, uh, I look back at kind of the way that she approached the conversation. The one, she was, you know, just authentic, real, personable, whatever. But there was two things kind of that I remember that were so meaningful at that time for me in, in that she wasn't afraid to wade into the pool and ask questions that everybody else was so damn afraid of asking, you know. And... But she, you know, she kind of knew a little bit about the accident, didn't know a lot. So she kind of, after a little bit of chit-chat, chit-chat, opened it up and said, you know, tell me what happened. What, how, you know, was it a car accident? What, how did he pass away? And Wasn't and afraid to. Wasn't afraid to no wait into shells. the pool. And it didn't feel awkward or it didn't feel, it was just, she was just naturally, I guess, comfortable right. in asking Human that curiosity question. too, yeah. And for me, it was like. I want to talk about that. You know, that's not something that I'm afraid to talk about, even though it might bring out some emotions. Like, let's talk about that. Thank you for asking, you know? And so we talked about it. And then she followed that up with another, I think, really good question is, and she, she said, you know, I know a little bit about Braden, you know, he seems like, you know, very active kid and funny kid. And, but tell me more about him. And she just wanted to know more about Braden. And I walk away from that going, that that was awesome. I mean, like, and this is someone that hasn't had the, a loss of their own of a child or, you know, but just has, um, as she put it after a follow-up text, she's just human AF, human as F. And uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's the qualification. But she just, she just had a way about asking the right questions and, and just wanting to know more. And I was 100% okay with talking about it, you know. But would that be the same for everybody? Like, could every any? I don't think anybody could just be that comfortable asking those questions. And so, some somebody that's not, um, you know, at, at that comfort level shouldn't ask those questions if they're not comfortable with 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 asking the questions. I guess is if they're, you know, if they're not ready to ask those questions, they're too uncomfortable. That's okay too, you know. It is. Uh, you hit on something though that we hit on a couple of casts before about. You know, we want to hear you say our kid's name. We want to hear you ask. We want to hear you say, you know, tell me something, remember something, pass something along. And uh, that's never going to bother us, right? So permission granted to talk about Brayden, talk about Sarah. Don't worry what you think it's going to do to us. We do, that stuff has been done to us and it's done to us daily. No reason why it's going to be different just because you say her name today. So uh, I think you answered your own question with uh, what people can do is ask about the kid or the accident or both if you're comfortable and then uh, listen to the answer. And, uh, you know... Just uh, don't be afraid to. 
don't change. Don't eggshell. Don't tiptoe. Don't start your sentences with, I hope this doesn't just... Yeah, Wade, right. Wade into the pool. Yes. Okay. We're, okay. If you're friends enough to be in the room, you've been in the respect to be friends enough just to talk about what's going on. Right, yeah. The elephant, all that, those cliches. And I had a kind of an opposite experience, not by what someone said, but why, what someone didn't say recently. So I meet up end up running into an acquaintance and uh, you know, we end up sitting down and just, you know, chatting or whatever. And this person asked about a lot of things, a lot of questions. And we talked about a lot of things and none of them were about Braden. None of them were about the accident. And it made me wonder you know, as we're talking, like, maybe he doesn't know, you know, is it possible that he doesn't know? And so then you're going through your mind. It's like, do I bring it up? Is that, you know, because I I don't know. It was like, if, I don't know, it was just, it was just awkward because I didn't know if they knew. And I know, I'm pretty sure they knew. Actually, by the end of the conversation, I knew he knew, but it, but it was just like, it's okay just to, to ask and, and to kind of get that on the table. But I think, it, again, it was another example of someone that's just kind of too nervous about bringing it up or saying the wrong thing and, and those types of things that by default it was nothing instead of, you know, anything. And, and so, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it could be helpful for people to hear, you know, maybe some, some guidance or not guidance, I wouldn't say, but just – our thoughts on maybe what what you could say because I think people struggle with that, obviously, right? People struggle with not saying anything or or feeling like they have to say certain things. So I don't know. I don't know if you know advice that that you have that you would give um, to kind of extend that. Um, I have some other thoughts, but in, anything else you would add? I think one question that comes up often and um, I never know really how to, how to answer it. And I think people are always awkward. Some might feel awkward at asking, but it's, it's a common courtesy question that you get all the time is how are you doing? How are you doing? And I would just say that that's an okay question to ask. I'm not going to be offended if you ask me, how are you doing? Because one, I know it's just kind of a way of saying hi. It's not, you're not really asking how I'm doing. And I need to recognize that that's the right. case. It's right? just a howdy. Yeah. And if it's, we're passing, you know, in the street or in the hall and you ask how you're doing, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. Thank you. Or how are you doing? Um, some alternatives, if you're really wanting to know more than just a hello, might be something like just, or if you're just wanting to sh- express maybe your, care and concern um just say that you know i'm I, i've been thinking about you you know um you've been on my mind a lot um if, you know if you ever want to go grab a cup of coffee I, I i appreciate those invites i'm not be able might not be able to go you know and meet everybody for coffee or a beer or whatever but i appreciate that sentiment it means you know i'm here for you and would be happy to 
have a longer conversation than just the passway pass in the hallway and I, or, or wherever. And so I appreciate that personally. Um, but I'm again, I'm a, and I'm totally okay with, with someone just coming up and giving me a hug and say, you know, I, I'm thinking about you. That's it. That's okay. You know, and, and you don't have to offer any advice. You don't have to offer any profound words of wisdom. Um, and again, I'm also okay if someone just says, how are you doing? And we have our pleasantries and, and that's it. That's okay too, you know. So, and it goes back to kind of what, what you said is just be you. It's all right. There you go. Well, that's a good way to roll. I hope you can keep doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, I had some other other thoughts um, on, um, I might save some of those for, for another time. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, kind of the, I, I had the kind of the examples that I, I, I shared earlier on the, um, the goods, the, the maybe some uncomfortable conversations that I've had and, and kind of the recognizing the anxiousness or the fear that some people have on, um, on kind of just approaching, approaching you and, and, and whatever. So anyway, um, I hope, hope some of that is helpful. Um, you know, as we go through this, this podcast, I've been thinking, you know, a lot of podcasts, when they do these things, they're coming in with a very clear kind of message or information that they're going to, you know, part out in wisdom and or knowledge or whatever else. Um, I think as I reflect on, on, on what we're doing, our podcast is a lot different in that we're just trying to figure out that wisdom. We're trying to figure out some of those things as we're discussing them. So if people are coming here for, for all the right answers, um, you might want to look at a different podcast because I think we're, we're, we're just trying to figure it out. I know I am. Yes. And, and a lot of that is, is coming out just in dialogue. And we've mentioned that in our disclaimer, we finally know, or I do, I know that I don't know. Yeah. So the search is daily. It's a day at a time, and it's uh, a hurdle at a time. It's things at a time. It's a text at a time. And uh, I don't know that, again, that, I think that's what uh, this podcast is doing. Yeah. It's keeping us in that time. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, well, um, you know, we're a little, little uh, lighter than we usually are about 30 minutes in as opposed to kind of we've been going about 45 minutes, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good, and it's a late night, and uh, the only thing I've had for lunch today is a cliff Bar, so I'm, I'm due for some food. So Living on the edge. Living on the edge, living on the end of the cliff. Um, Paul is the king of puns and, and jokes, so um, I always appreciate those. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you're tuning in and, and listening, we always appreciate um, your your uh, your ears and and also um, any of any feedback and and things like that. But uh, more than anything, Paul, appreciate you all the time and and the conversations that we get to have together. So thank you. Back at you, Mike, and uh, we'll look for you guys on the street. Peace, peace and love. See you next time.